Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello and welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. My name is Orlando Murrin and I'm hosting the BBC Good Food Podcast with Tom Kerridge. And today we've got with us another great restaurant chef, Paul Ainsworth. Paul, welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's a great honour for us both. Isn't that lovely, Tom? The two great chefs together, what have I done to deserve to be in the same room as you two? Well, yeah, the thing, Orlando, I don't know if anybody's explained to you, but we've known each other, me and Paul, for I think it's probably about 25 years now. Am I going to expect bad behaviour? Yeah, we're godparents <laughs> to each other's kids as well. So and we go we go on holiday together. So like you're you're now Orlando, you are now officially in the inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've started us off in the right direction, Tom, because we're actually talking today about cooking for the family. So you two guys, you both have direct experience of this in the form of your own children, apart from your respective godchildren. So we've got AC and we've got CC, and we want to talk about their experiences of food and your cooking with them. So um, let me just get the ball rolling. What is CC's favourite food? Oh, and how old how old is CC? And how, what's her favourite food? Cece's five, and if I had to pick her favourite food right now, because it's always changing, but it's pasta. We are in the world of pasta at the moment, to the point that she would live on pasta, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Any particular sort of pasta, or just pasta and any variety? Any variety, to be honest. Um, she she really likes like tagatelli, spaghetti. Her favourite way is like that kind of like she doesn't mind that sort of slightly spicy arabiata style sauce. She's not really you know bothered by meat. She's much more prefers like fish and seafood. But yeah, pasta with tomato sauce and. Uh, Palmer's, as she calls it, which is Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And what about AC? Lumps of meat, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you're feeding him, Tom. No, that's what to, he chooses. Do you lower it down, like in, in like uh, a, James Bond? Do you yeah. lower it down into his cage? 
<laughs> you know that saying, the, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's basically six years old. So, I mean, they're the same school year, uh, Arisi and, uh, and AC, they're the same school year. Um, now, AC will, I mean, what will happen is Arisi will eat half of her pasta, the other half that she doesn't eat, AC will eat that as well for her. And then that's after he's eaten steak, uh, with his hands because he doesn't bother <laughs> using it before. In fact, we all had dinner last Saturday together and AC had a lump of meat in front of him and he ate, he just ate it all like he was some sort of like caveman and <laughs> and then then finished the Reese's. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, he'll eat pretty much everything but his favourite stuff is, is lumps of meat. So I take it they're both good eaters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, AC will swerve a few veggies. He's not he's not fully into vegetables yet. I mean, there's a few things he misses out on, but uh, he'll, he'll have a go at, you know, he'll have a go at eating stuff. He, he, he's not shy of eating, that's for certain. You put it in front of him, if it's something he'll like, he'll, he'll have it and then ask for more. Is it fun cooking with a kid after you've been cooking with your brigades? Yeah, to be honest, they're, but Ace is probably better than half of mine. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be listening to this tom you know yeah. your brigade <laughs> yeah. I, don't, don't worry orlando i'm not saying anything on this that i haven't told them to their face <laughs> <laughs> um, what sort of thing what sort of things do you cook with ac uh, gigantic pieces of meat <laughs> no, he's, yeah, basically, yeah. We did sausages this morning, but he's very, he likes an omelette. He's very good at having a go at making an omelette and, uh, 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 and, um, it's good at cakes. He has a, he, and he does cookery school, um, cookery club after school on a Monday. So he, he's, he's well into, he's well into his food. He's well into cooking and having a go at stuff. Is he tall enough to to get to the cooker and the and the oven? I don't I don't I can't I can't think how how tall a six year old is. Well, he's not a normal six year old, so yes, he is tall enough. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, see, he see, gets served in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> and can can Cece reach the controls, Paul? Can no, she's she's uh, so she has a um, little you know like the little kind of plastic stools. And the thing that we make the most together are relentlessly at the weekends for Cece is pancakes. She absolutely, absolutely loves them. So we'll get up, we'll get up in the morning. We'll make, we'll make mummy some, um, and not, not the normal things as well. She, she just likes it with like, even not really even the sprinkling of sugar. She just absolutely loves it with like squeezing lemons all over them. So yeah, pancakes is the one now she can make from start to finish. I literally just stand there, get all the bits out for her, and she, um, you know, she'll sift the flour, crack the eggs. She, she doesn't. She, we try to sort of, she, you know, she's had some, you know, tummy problems, so she's uh, she has a quite a few non-dairy things. So we make it with like coconut milk or oat milk. We sweeten it with things like honey rather than just sort of, um, you know, raw raw white sugar. But yeah, that would that would be Cece's go-to thing that she loves to make. Um, is either of you worried about your your children being so close to uh, frying pans and hot ovens and things, or are they have they got a natural instinct for safety? <laughs> no, my, my, my son has got no natural instinct for safety at any point of anything that he does uh ever so um so no i do have to constantly tell him that's hot so that yeah constantly remind him that things are hot i think you, i mean 
to be fair as well, I mean, it'd be the last thing you'd want to do is for a young child to be, you know, in that area, burn themselves or do it. So, yeah, no, you're constant, constantly reminding him, constantly reminding him is hot. Paul, are you trying CC out on grown-up flavours and foods or do you just let her sit, stick with the pasta? In terms of vegetables, broccoli and carrots. You know, there's no problem there in trying to get her to eat, you know, broccoli. You know, she obviously links that nice buttery taste to it and stuff. But uh, it's, it's, it's weird. When she was sort of three years old, she was actually probably more adventurous than what she is now. Oh, is that what happens? Do they do yeah. they get more cautious? The kids, yeah. they, get, they they must go through phases, I suppose. So, is she now a little bit nervous about new flavors? Yeah, like so. It, it, so you know, at home in the evenings, you know, it's it generally is kind of like so. Night before last, it was roast chicken, some carrots, some broccoli, and mashed potato, and that will kind of be the that will kind of be the theme. And then if it's not that, then it's it's pasta. So, so yeah, but you know, she's, you know, but then if we go out, you know, if we go out, she'll, she'll, you know, try new things. Seafood, I think she links the sweetness. So she'll, she'll have no problem with things like crab and prawns and stuff like that. But <laughs> Tom will laugh. She, she likes these prawns, these cabanero prawns, you know, like the ones at Paco Tapas, Tom, <laughs> but they're like, they're like 20 quid each, Orlando. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not getting it. She, you know, I'm not going to get her into Cabanero prawns. <laughs> Maybe for her next birthday, she could have one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's that, it's that natural sweetness that you get in, in kind of, you know, seafood like crab and lobster and prawns and, you know, and stuff like that, that she, she kind of likes as well. And what about with AC, Tom? Are you encouraging him to... Uh, to not eat bring... 20 pound prawns, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything that he hates to eat? So he's quite picky about herbs. He's not into big, strong flavours or spices. Um, once we, we had some deep fried squid on holiday somewhere and for some reason they decided to fry some chilli as well. So like dip the chilli in the batter. And so he, I, I saw him do it, he'd pick up the chilli. I, I mean, I knew it was a green chilli. And he bit into it and ate it. Uh, and then it was, it, was like, it was like meltdown. And then his sentence was, what is chilli even for? Like that, it was like, like after he drank about six pints of water, so it was kind of like that that bit of um, hot spicy stuff. He's not a big fan of. Too, it's too strong for him. Like it, it, like mild beigey kind of coloured flavours. That's where he goes. He's not not really into the spice. I'm sure he'll grow into it. And yeah. is there anything that CC hates, Paul? Yeah, I think it, very very similar. I think it's that like spice. Like, you know, if things are quite bold and strong, um, you know, she's she's not, you know, she's not into that. I think, you know, it's it's the simple things like, you know, like I said to you, well, I, I'll tell you what she had for tea last night. Emma did, you know, she really likes um, homemade turkey burgers. So, like, you know, Emma makes these turkey burgers really nice. And then I saw the family, I saw the family WhatsApp that, like, you know, Emma tried out um, butternut squash chips. <laughs> and to be fair, like I, you know, I'm not never, I'm never ever criticised my wife. But to be fair, I was like, I can see why she did eat them. 
And like, and, and ever put by her own admission, she would put on there like, um, yeah, Cece's, Cece's not too keen on the, you know, the butter that squash <laughs> chips, but yeah, that was just like, that was like a turkey burger, um, uh, a little bit of, little bit of like, you know, um, bought, you know, um, bought in, uh, red onion chutney on the top, so she'll have things like that, and then she has that between like, uh, those fins, you know, those like, um, those fins, bread fins you buy. So, uh, so yeah, she's, uh, you know, she'll, she'll like, she'll like things like that, but pretty much the same as AC sort of just the, the things that are quite safe and quite, um, familiar. Do you bake with them and, um, you know, make brownies together or, or flapjacks? Yeah, I think to be honest, it's probably where CC's done more cooking on, on baking side than she perhaps has kind of savory. Most recently, we and she really enjoyed it. So she had a school project, um, and they were they were making lots of um, baked goods for the hospice. And they sort of sent home. Uh, they sent home like you know, like do, make whatever you want. But it was just sort of general stuff like brownies and muffins and stuff like that. So couldn't help myself. So I made I made together, and we took loads of pictures. We made four apple tartar tans. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I was just—it's that competitive competitiveness that comes out. Everyone was like, "I'm not sure. Do, do you think? Do you, do you think this may be a step too far?" And she went into school with like four apple tartar hands, and like you know, then I'm giving Emma instructions how to turn them out, put some, put the caramel sauce over them. But they loved them, and they sold them off, and you know, got lots got lots of money for the for the um, Cornish hospice. So, but she loved it. She was there. We she got this little chef's kit a couple of years ago, so she's got a hat and apron. Oh, she's got it's like little miniature chef's whites. Is yeah, it? it's on my it's on my Instagram. So if you look on my Instagram, and she, I'd sort of sort of documented the whole process of her turning the apples, like, you know, building the tartar tans, weighing out the butter and sugar, like putting the pastry on top. And she was well into it. She really, even even down to, I, it's the first time I've actually given her like a little paring knife, like a, an actual knife and that. And she was, yeah, she was okay. She was good. What's, the, what's their favourite bit of cooking? Is it the mixing or the heating or the, I mean, the actual baking or the cooking? What's the, what's the best bit if you're a child? Eating it, like hundred <laughs> percent, waiting for it. Like, come on, it's the same as the problem with kids, right? And it's it. We know as adults, you you make a cake, you do whatever else, and you take it out of the oven, or you bake bread, or you do. You want to eat it straight away because the smell is amazing. You want to engage with it, but we've learned that we've got to engage with a little bit of patience and wait. Children haven't got that. The moment it comes out of the oven, they're like, I want to eat it. I want to try it. I want to eat it. I want to eat it. I want to eat it. But the worst thing is if they, there's no patience, they eat it and they go, nah, it's horrible, that. And you've just spent two hours making it. They've, <laughs> done, they've got one little mouthful of it and gone, nah, and walk off. Yeah. And and so true. And CC is definitely, you know, the, the mix in the bowl. Even when we're making pancakes on Sunday, the minute she, the minute she knows everything's in there, she's like eating raw pancake mix. And Emma's like, like sweetheart, like you know, that might give you a tummy ache. Like she's not just tasting it; she's just like eating it. And she's the same with cake mix. She she loves that kind of raw raw cake mix, raw pancake mix. 
And uh, you mentioned earlier, Paul, that Cece had some some dietary things that she couldn't eat. Is it yeah. dairy that you said that? That's that's of course much more common now than yeah. it used to be. How how do you cope with that? Well, we so from so from quite an early age, we started to realise that she definitely had um, like some you know some toileting problems. And we, we've been everywhere. So everywhere around Cornwall, we've been to London, we've been to private specialists, um, everywhere. And, you know, long, long story short, she's just basically, you know, you're trying to rule out all the things that you think could be causing like that discomfort. And it's now to, to a point where it's something that eventually she'll kind of grow out of. But as a family, when you're sort of going through it all, we're like, right, well, if 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 she's got to do that, then me and Emma wanted to sort of support her, and and I suppose it's been great for me because it's been interesting, you know, you know, in terms of especially things like oat milk and coconut milk and, and almond milk and stuff, you know, that you can do real delicious things with them. Like now, like you know, if you make, you know, I really like porridge because I think you can you do, you can do great things with porridge. You can make it really tasty and sort of. As chefs, we would quite often, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're going to cook a carrot, cook it in its own juice. And it's a bit like porridge. You know, if you're going to make porridge, make it with, why, why make it with cow's milk? Make it with oat milk because it's, you know, it's really, it's got, a, it's, it's, it's almost got a real kind of fat content like cow's milk, but it's, it's, but it's got that lovely sweetness. It's really full, full bodied in flavor. And it's just, it's just been good. So we've kind of gone on the same journey with her so that we're all doing it together. So she doesn't feel like she's kind of a bit different or she's separated and she has to have a special milk. We're like, well, we'll, we'll all have it. So, yeah, that's that's how we sort of, you know, have dealt with it. And I think they they change over time, don't they? So yeah. I don't know whether you start reintroducing foods on a tentative basis or, or how it works or whether you leave it for two years and then try again um, because you you – it's fine if that if that's what she's going to eat, but if she could eat the other things as well, that would make life even easier, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and it's exactly that. It's not it's not an allergy, uh, you know. It's more of you know it's more of an intolerance, and it's not something you know. She she does have dairy because there's you know there's the dairy is in so many things, quite often hidden in things where you don't think about it. It's not just as straightforward as like oh no butter no milk. Um, but it was definitely it was definitely a contributed to to sort of the discomfort that she was in and I think by us calming it right down because this was at a stage Orlando where you know milk is a heavy part of the diet as a as a toddler so definitely by calming the amount of milk that she was because she loved it as well it wasn't something that she she sort of took in because she had to like she absolutely loved it you know, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of other parents we speak to, you know, sort of stop the milk in the evenings. But Cece was like, no, she wanted she wanted milk before bed. It's sort of, you know, quite a late age. So. Um, so, yeah, but we're just we introduced it bit by bit back into her diet. Has that made changed your attitude towards food intolerances generally? Because um, I mean, it isn't much talked about, but a lot of restaurant chefs get quite aggressive about having to deal with food intolerances and special diets i know for during my short and unfortunate period as a chef i used to hit my head on the counter when i had to do something special only nowadays of course you guys are much more professional about it than i ever was 
Yeah, I mean, in fact, I have a shellfish allergy myself. So it, dealing with allergies and intolerances is, is something that's part and parcel in everything that we do. It, so it's it's because I I am one of those people who go, there isn't any of that in there, is there, or there isn't it. So from my point of view, it, it makes no difference in any business. We just It's just something that we're very much used to. Also, I think the world has very much changed, Orlando. There's so many people, uh, we're much more tolerant of people's food choices not just allergies you know people are choosing to be vegetarian or vegan we've got many more people that are having i don't know the the pork terrine as a starter but the vegetarian main course we've got people that are gluten intolerances like paul says you've got dairy intolerances people who you know just are making particular choices about their lifestyle and, and restaurants are very much about to adapt to it and because restaurant you know first and foremost is a business but also we we are those people as well you know that we people that we employ don't eat dairy people that we employ are gluten-free people that we employ are vegetarian it's it really isn't a problem anymore i think the times have very much changed and i mean it is hospitality isn't it which is meant to be you know hospitable towards people not um dislike them for causing you more work because that is what it comes down to it is more work of course to have to do the same dish three different ways with three different requirements of eating it there's lots of ways of looking at it but it's exactly what tom just said there as well you know we we you know that's why we're it's why we're like you know you know the best of friends because we have such a we have such a similar outlook on on so many things but certainly when it comes to running businesses it, it's exactly what you're saying and if you can make your business work by saying that like do you know what going to do you know this many covers and you know you either skip a course if you don't like it or you're allergic to shellfish or you know you, you know gluten or you know you just you just don't come then that's fine if you can if you can make that work but i know that like we would never be able to make our businesses work if we just turned around and said look we're just going to cook you know we're just going to cook what we do now we're running out of time but i just wanted to ask you both what you think is the youngest age that a child should go to a restaurant at what's the, what's the kind of starter age for for a child in a restaurant a week old <laughs> I mean, come on, like, all right, let's be, it depends on the type of restaurant, but the Hand of Flowers, we have, and I know number six is exactly the same. There is absolutely no problem with kids coming in, no matter what age it is, whether it's in push chairs or high chairs or whatever it is, getting them involved and getting them to understand being much more uh, uh, understanding of a restaurant space um, is great for kids. But I do get it from a parent's point of view. Perhaps you want a special night out. You don't want to take the kids. You want like some grown-up time to discuss like adult things rather than worrying about is there anything going to be on the menu that the kids like? Is it interrupting somebody else who's having grown-up time? Certain places, certain restaurants, you're you're conscious of everybody else's enjoyment if you're taking a toddler into a three mission star restaurant. There, you shouldn't feel worried about it, and the restaurant will welcome you. But you also do uh, you are aware that you might be encroaching on other people's time when they're having they haven't had time away from kids. So I I don't think there's anything wrong with taking kids into a restaurant at any single age. But just sometimes I suppose you have to be you know well behaved kids in an environment. There's no problem with it. I just don't think you want kids running around in certain different restaurants. But 99.9% of restaurants are very welcoming of children and so they should be well 
both of yours certainly are. So that's a, the place to head. And Paul, will you just tell us about your recipe that you're going to be cooking for good food listeners, um, which is a chicken, piri piri chicken, I think, all in one pan. All in all in one pattern. So, you know, again, chicken, you know, so really, really good for the kids. Um, and it's again, it's all flavours, you know, that I know it's quite a tomato based recipe. So it's a lovely marinade of things like um, brown sugar, lime, garlic, olive oil, oregano. And then, you know, for this for this recipe, we're using drumsticks and thighs. So, again, you know, really cost effective. And then, you know, the best best way of that is it is a good 24 hours to do it all the day before and then literally all in the oven with some new potatoes some peppers like red and red and yellow peppers and uh some nice chives and coriander to finish it with when it comes out and some buttered corn what could be better than that <laughs> it sounds yeah. absolutely perfect it's one of them ones you just put in the middle of the table and everyone gets stuck in well, thank you very much indeed, Paul. And thank you, Tom. And good luck, AC and CC. And uh, I'm sure they've got years and years of happy eating ahead of them. So thank you very much for sharing your stories of family cooking. Pleasure. Absolutely. Thank, pleasure. You, thank you, Orlando. Thank you, Tom. Cheers, mate. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the BBC Good Food Podcast with me, Tom Kerridge. For more brilliant cooking advice, don't miss the quick bonus recipe episode, Let's Cook Together. See you next time.